Welcome to Base Space. A crypto podcast. Base Space. Yeah, what's up, Michael? Uh, how y'all doing? We're doing well, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for coming on. Of course. By the way, congrats on the lucky seven 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 followers. That's a pretty good sign. Hey, let's go. <laughs> yes, sir. Where uh, where y'all based out of? I'm in Colorado. Nice. Yeah, I'm in uh, Texas right now, and I'm in Georgia. Well, we got like. Almost well, not quite all four corners, but I'm over in Portland, Oregon, so we got some corners going on. Yeah, let's go. That's dope. How's your day? How's your day been? You been busy? Uh for what is it? Tuesday for Tuesday? Not too crazy, but my Monday was pretty pretty nuts though. So you never know. Like no day is ever the same, and that's why like I love this space so much. And. Uh, I guess like coming from more of a music background and now in more of a crypto background, it's both the same. We're just like no days are ever the same, depending on what you're doing. You never know like what tomorrow is going to bring. And that's what keeps me going. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. I just, uh, I just got full-time web three. I guess this is like week three for me, full-time web three. And it's, it's pretty crazy. I'm, I'm enjoying it. A lot of That's huge, and that's that's for um for Chainlink, right? Yeah. Nice. How do you like it so far? I'm loving it, man. Uh, great team. It's there's so much moving in this space, and uh, you know Chainlink's a big part of that, and um, it's really cool now that I can focus like full time on on things that I'm really really passionate about. I love it. Oh man, that's super exciting. What uh, how long have you been in this space for before you started with Chainlink? Oh man, uh, I first got exposed to crypto in 2017, uh, but I'd say I became more, way more active uh, within like the past like two years or so. Good time to do so. So much has happened in two years. Definitely a whole different world. Yeah, 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 for sure. I, I do. I kind of miss the whole like DeFi summer days. Those were so much fun. Dude, I do as well. <laughs> we need, we need some, uh, we need some fun back. <laughs> It's funny because that was whenever, um, you know, I, same for me. I got in at twenty in 2017, and I started really kind of getting into it heavily again in 2020. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, like the bull market's coming back. I'm going to just dump it into all these shit coins from like 2017 from back in the day, you know, that like ran up like crazy. And then this like new thing came about with, with DeFi, and I was like, whoa, okay, all right, maybe I need to like, reflect on my strategy here because like the market's kind of changing so like, I, I love that was like the first time where the game really kind of changed um for me at least and so yeah i, I wish we could kind of like revisit those like original days of just new crazy interesting use cases that um yeah every day was like crazy back in that day in DeFi, DeFi summer i mean i think we're like still seeing it just in a different way right and i look at uh like nft projects like today I saw one that I uh, can't remember the name of it, but it was basically like you, it was like a, a role play game and you earn tokens by staking your NFT in a role play game. And to go further in the game, you have to stake your, your character for longer. 
And you know, that, that was just the last like couple hours. Like all these projects just keep on having more and more interesting dimensions to them. Yeah. And I, I think what's really going to be interesting that's going to propel NFTs to the next level is the dynamic NFTs. So actually utilizing oracles and bringing data from the outside world to basically, you know, compute some sort of state change on that NFT, you know, I, I think that's going to lead to like untold types of like crazy just use cases. I mean, there's so many possibilities, right? Yeah, that's actually kind of mind-boggling just thinking about that. Yeah, I'm pumped, man. That's gonna be that's gonna be huge for gaming and all types of uh, you know NFT NFT initiatives. I'm 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 really excited for NFTs, and I'm excited that you're here because you know audio audio has been huge, um, and I've been seeing a lot of momentum in terms of you know audio NFTs and music music NFTs. Um, I even stumbled across this, this like a, a bunch of artists and they're, they're giving away like percentages of basically their rights, um, you know, to the music. So like, uh, you know, if they, if their music's on like Spotify or iTunes or gets signed to, to different places, like if they use it in like ad advertisements on television, they're actually like giving away like percentages of their income that they're getting from their music to, you know, the NFT holders, which is pretty cool. Well, it's such a different way to invest in your favorite artists, right? Because uh, I don't even know what examples of artists that I would personally put out there that I would be like super keen in to invest into like royalty sales. But say you're a super fan, like if, we, if we're talking about Spotify, for example, like say you're just uh, a huge super fan of uh, a big EDM artist, let's say Dylan Francis, right? Well, Dylan Francis still doesn't get nearly the amount of monthly listeners as Drake does. So even though you're paying Spotify $10 a month and you never listen to Drake, Drake is still getting some of that money, even though you never listen to him. Whereas your favorite artist, Dylan Francis, is only still getting a very small share of that because all these other top tier artists and labels are automatically like vested into the, the, um, the algorithm that Spotify made, right? So they're a part of that equation already. So now with Web3, you can put the power back into your favorite creator's hands depending on what that creator wants to, you know, put out there. And I think that's why percentage of uh, royalties is such a big, huge shift because now there's so much more power for the creators once again, and, and for the fans as well. I, I think that that's why Bandcamp is a great platform because you can directly pay them what you want. Bandcamp takes their cut, but say you want to buy an album for a dollar or a track, that's great, but you could also pay $10, you know? Um, and I think with Audius, what we're looking to do this year is basically create a lot more ways for artists to to make a living. You know, it doesn't have to be a black and white paper stream model. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of touching on like that, the fan dynamic that you were talking about. It's almost like your super fans, right? Or the true believers in your project can actually like invest in that artist or invest in whatever work that they're doing. And then go along on the journey right in terms of uh hey like you were supporting me at day one now you're also part of that artist growth and and their entire momentum and um it's almost like the fans become even like more business partners you know with the artists or these super fans get really ingrained in in the artist's work um but like that particular some of the particular projects i've seen it's like hey like you now own x royalties like let's collaborate like the fan that fan or um the number of fans who are getting those royalties are now incentivized to almost act as like your marketing team your business partners and and help you grow which i think is really really cool 
a hundred percent, right? I think that's why DAOs in general with all these like NFT projects are so interesting because you could be some some average person that's never heard of crypto or Web three, and you see a cool profile photo, you look at the Twitter, you look at what the project is, you look at the roadmap, and it's like, oh, this is super interesting. You pay a Solana for one, you join the Discord, and now you're a part of this, and now it's up to you to figure out what you want to bring to the table. If you've only had a customer service background, well, there's still a position for you in the DAO. If, you, <laughs> if you've only made pizzas, there's still a position for you in the DAO because now there's these different uh, DAOs and projects, which are like buying pizza chains, right? Um, it's just a whole different type of society, you know? Yeah, I think also with this, a really interesting use case of this is like you have that proof of like fan or that you have that like granularity as an artist. You can see the granularity of how long has this person been supporting me? And, you know, like then you could use that on chain data or whatever it may be to where you could even mint those wallets like an NFT access pass to like some private event you're throwing, you know, to like celebrate, you know, some award that you just won or whatever it may be. Um, So it's just. You know, you, you can't get that data in current day, despite how hard someone, you know, has been supporting you since like day one, day two of your journeys. But like with this, it's it's all verifiable of like how long and how much they've been supporting you. 100%. I, uh, I follow this YouTube channel called Nelk. They do like pranks and they, they run this brand called Full Send. And uh, I made a comment like six months ago. I was like, yo, it's been so crazy watching you guys come up from the beginning. I've been a follower since like uh, you guys had 6,000 subs. And there was like tons of comments. People like, how can you prove this? How can you prove this? And so I actually went through my entire YouTube comment history of like 12 years. It took a long time, but I like kind of found when I first commented, but it's still not the same as like actually looking at the chain and seeing when the first interaction actually was. Right. And that's a lot faster than looking through 13, 12 years of YouTube comments. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. Hey, hey, Michael, I'm curious. Like, how did you actually like find your way to like becoming a member of Audius and and, be, and be, get the position that you're at now? I love that question. Um, so probably, geez, um, so I guess eight years ago, I started uh, DJing and then I started producing. I sucked at producing, so I DJed more. And um, when I was DJing, I was looking for a lot of like underground music and I was finding all these different artists that weren't getting heard. So I'm like, oh, I'll start a label. And so I started a label called Future Collective with a goal of just getting artists heard and giving listeners something to be inspired by. Did that for like two, three years until I was like, you know, I'd love to do this full time. I was working uh, at Uber as an account manager at the time. And so every like six months I would get laid off from Uber and I'd be like, all right, let me try to do full time music. And first time I tried to live off of streams, that was very difficult. Three or six months later, I tried to live off of uh, like selling promotion and stuff a bit easier, but still difficult. And then my third time I looked through my like four years of notes after starting my label and it was like, what does everything have in common with each other? And it was that I want to teach artists. I want to make a living and I want to help artists get heard. So I started a Patreon actually like four, three, three or four years ago. And uh, the Patreon was simply for artist growth and development so basically say you're an artist you have decent music you want to get better and these artists would like work with me and i would help them get heard teaching them different like promotion techniques um in the meanwhile i was still growing the label and while i was growing the label i was making a lot of connections with different managers in the scenes different artists um different labels 
And every time there was a new platform, I would hop on it. So there was like a company called Fanburst, site called Wave AC, Audio Mac. And every time I would try it out, because as much as I believed in SoundCloud at the time and thought it was like the best place ever, Spotify was kind of taking over. And Spotify was this whole beast that I had not even come close to mastering or had that much experience with. So I figured I was too late. So I'd keep on trying new platforms. Um, none of them really stuck around that long or like really spoke to me the same way SoundCloud did. SoundCloud had a lot of different, still does have, have a lot of tools for fan engagement, which I think is super important for growing as an artist. And uh, right around three years ago, I was poking around on Twitter and uh, one of my really good friends slash future artist caption posted a tweet saying, yo, SoundCloud's on its way out. Spotify is so tough. What are we supposed to do? And this uh, Twitter account named Audius was like, yo, hit us up. And so I hit them up as well. I'm like, yo, what is this? And I met with a couple members of the Audius team and they were like, here's what we're doing. It's basically SoundCloud, but on the blockchain. And they showed me around and I fell in love instantly. So I followed um, a couple members of the team until right around the beta of it. So this was like September, 2019. And I, I pretty much begged, I'm like, yo, please give me a chance. I love this company so much. I love what you guys are doing. Give me a chance. And so uh, they did luckily. And I started just by onboarding artists there. And then uh, about a year and a half, year, yeah, year and a half ago, I started working more on the community side of things. So Discord, subreddit, and then last January, became uh, the community lead. So handling our Discord, subreddit, Telegram, and just building the community up. Um, so fairly long story there, but it's it's been life-changing because for a lot of artists I work with, they did feel kind of like left in the dark starting so late at a time where it was so difficult to get heard on Spotify. SoundCloud's user base has gone down a little bit. So a lot of these artists are like, where else do we turn? And so I'm putting you know, a lot of my, all, pretty much all my eggs in the audience basket because it just makes more sense to me than other platforms these days. Yeah, I love that. When I was uh, when I was playing around with the interface, it definitely like reminded me of SoundCloud. It kind of gave me like the 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 SoundCloud vibe of like indie artists being able to like publish their work or underground artists. So yeah, that's definitely my jam. I was a heavy a heavy SoundCloud user. Like in your opinion, like what's what's different about Audius than than something like SoundCloud and like you, you mentioned, it's it's basically SoundCloud on the blockchain. Could you could you dive further into that topic? Yeah, of course. Um, so the the founders, uh, Roniel and Forrest, were really big SoundCloud users and, and advocates. But you know that was like 2014, 2015, around that time as Spotify started getting more listeners, SoundCloud um, started going down in users, right? And so as that started happening, I was totally not not associated with them whatsoever. But they thought of this idea of basically bringing it back, but better than before with um, basically a way for artists to control their rights again. Um, so with Audius, I think that while there's similarities with SoundCloud, I think it's different because, you know, it's, it's on the blockchain. So you have more rights again. And because it's new and fresh, um, I think that's the biggest thing with the other platforms that are around. It's, it's kind of is the way it is. You can't really update it as much anymore due to like so many people having control. So with this, because it's decentralized, everyone has a voice now. So if there's going to be a change or a change that's going to happen, everyone has a voice, everyone has a vote. And, uh, you know, when we started Audius, like what, four years ago now, around the third year, we started listening to the community and asking like what they would like to see. 
one of my favorite things was like two weeks after the mainnet launched or two weeks after open beta, um, someone was like, yo, you know, SoundCloud is so clogged with repos. It would be cool if there was a button that could toggle those repos. And we had that built in like a week. Um, and that was like super, super cool. Cause that was like a feature that's been asked for for a long time and just seeing how the community can request something and we can make it happen. Just, just felt super good. Um, because, you know, there's, in my opinion, I think there's a lot of things we would change about major services, whether it's Netflix or SoundCloud or Facebook, but no one's listening, right? So we're really community driven and being able to listen to the community is something that I think you can't really like put a price on. Yeah, I love that because that's at the the foundation of Web3, right? Like giving giving the power back to the back to the users and uh yeah i think like this is super cool and i think specifically in like the music industry that's something that's um been forgotten or, or left out and it's cool to see how web3 and, and the blockchain is enabling users to participate um as as you as, as you was described um i'm curious like can anyone go and like publish music on on Audius or like what's the project the process for actually you know getting getting music uploaded to the protocol for sure it's super easy um what's funny is i just uh i just saw someone join our telegram and they were like i've been waiting six weeks to upload my album to spotify there keeps on there more problems keep on coming up it's not working i just joined audius and uploaded a 15 track album within 30 minutes this is great so with your typical distribution plan, it often takes a few days until it gets on Spotify and all the stores, which isn't really that long. You know, with SoundCloud, you can join and upload instantly. Same with Audius. You don't have to worry about um, a rigorous sign-up process. You just need username, email, password, join, upload some, some music, and that's pretty much it. Um, yeah, I, I won't even like try to make that harder than what it, what it actually is. Anyone can upload music. Yeah, that's super. That's super dope. I I love I love that anyone could just like publish and and be part of the protocol and like you said, just upload upload immediately and and get started. Um, I noticed that you're also like attracting some pretty big artists to the platform, like Dead Mod Five, and so forth. Like, what do you think is attracting these artists to to move over to Audius and and participate in what you guys are building? I love that question. Um, so with a lot of artists, um. I mean, I guess I'm going to use Oshi as an example, like Oshi.eth. Um, he was locked into a two-year, maybe two-year-plus like record agreement where they wouldn't really let him like upload his stuff as freely as he used to. With someone like Oshi, he was a part of this uh, really nice era of music where people would just upload whips or upload tracks randomly. No schedule, 9 o'clock, midnight on Friday night. And that was like a big claim to a lot of their fame is just like uploading really cool stuff and getting a lot of attention. Um, and so with audience, it puts the power back in the hand of the creators by giving them the freedom again. They don't necessarily need to schedule things. They don't necessarily need to have it go through all these different labels and management. They can just like upload again. And I think that it's freedom once again, which the music industry really hasn't really had. Once you get to a certain point in the industry, you get locked in if you want to get to the next level. And most people want to get to that level, you know? Yeah, Michael, I had a, I had a question kind of around that. And you kind of really kind of touched on it. It's like the, the music industry is really litigious, right? Um, and, you know, you have major platforms that pay a lot of money to um, label companies to have, 
music on the platform. So like what, what happens if somebody uploads music, maybe that they don't actually own the rights to, um, like what, what happens in that instance with, with Audius? Yeah, for sure. So, so currently there's just an arbitration team. So you would just talk to the arbitration team and just showcase that those rights are yours. However, we really like the idea of a, like, like a system that's kind of more similar to like YouTube comments where if someone says something wrong, people can report that, right? So it'd be really cool if there was people going around looking for stuff that was accurate, inaccurate, and maybe you could like make tokens along the way. But at the moment, um, there's an arbitration team to make sure that everything is the way it should be. But like, for example, like Audius doesn't like host any of our own content, right? It's all these different operators that um, exist really like across the, the world now. What, what kind of music do you all like? What, what do you listen to? I listen to everything but country, even though I'm from the South. <laughs> but house music and rap are pretty, uh, pretty cool. What about you? I love how that's like the one thing that like everyone says, all music except country. And I normally <laughs> say the same thing, except like this last year, I've discovered some pretty cool country, but I still wouldn't say that I listen to it that much. Has, has to be the right Friday night. Yeah. And it, you know, you gotta be drunk on the porch sunset but anyways michael did yeah you see... um, go ahead just oh sorry i was gonna say like i kind of like on that on that topic of listening to music i was just curious like would will audience um content always be free for listeners yeah for sure audience is always going to be free um you know as we build up our monetization team which we created um like a few months ago as I said earlier, it, there's going to be more than just like a black and white paper stream model, but in general, to listen to music on audio, it'll always be free. Awesome. Go ahead, Super. Sorry to cut you off. No, you're good. Uh, Michael, do you see more and more artists coming to Audius, you know, rather than staying with their traditional record labels, or do you see them waiting out their contracts? I know you had mentioned one artist was waiting out a two-year contract. I, I really think that multiple platforms can like coexist like thing, right? So like with my label, I still upload on SoundCloud. I still promote on SoundCloud. I still distribute to all stores. I still promote on Spotify if the artists care about Spotify. But I think that each platform has a benefit, right? So certain artists really only care about their Spotify followers. So even though I can get them all the big SoundCloud reposts in the world, they don't really care as much as they do about Spotify which maybe I don't fully agree with, but at the same time as a, as a label, I have to respect what the artists want, right? And so um, with Audius, I'm, I think Future is one of the top like 10 labels on the platform. So it's really nice to be able to have that base um, to be able to promote that music. However, I still think even, I, I still think for the future, as long as there's multiple platforms out there, I'm still going to personally be uploading my music everywhere. There was something that Mr. Carmack um, said in like a podcast or a blog or something like seven years ago, maybe like five years ago. And they were like, Mr. Carmack, how'd you uh, find your success? And one of the tips he gave was that he put his music everywhere. He put it on every site in the world he could find from VK to obviously Bandcamp to different blogs, to different uh, sharing sites. He would put it everywhere. So that way, like as he grew, 
all of his material would grow with him and it created this leverage, right? So I definitely know of like some artists that only promote or only release on SoundCloud, only release on Audius, only release on Spotify. But I firmly believe that you should put it everywhere because if a site takes off more than another or if people are only on that site, you still want them to like explore your music no matter like what site they're on. Like, um, what is it? I think uh, Deezer, Deezer title. They're always like one of those sites that are in the fan link. So if you're looking to download music, you'll see like Deezer title. I don't think I've ever really used it in my life, but my music's still there, even if I don't promote it, just in case there's a fan of that artist or my label that wants to listen to it on there, right? I don't think that there's a reason not to put it everywhere. I like that. And I think uh, Web3 kind of shouts that out, right? Like inclusivity. Uh, so put your music everywhere. Uh, I, I just see a lot more people coming to Web3 and decentralized platforms more than some of these centralized platforms like Spotify or SoundCloud. Um, and any white paper says that traditional music music labels only give uh, 12% of the revenue to the artists. What percent do the artists get on Audius? Yeah, and that, that stat is uh, very, very accurate when you look at all the different uh, people along the way that have to take their money. Uh, with Audius, the way our model works, is it's a very simple 90-10 model. So 90% of any revenue would go straight to the artist with that 10% going straight to the operators hosting the content. So like the node operators. That means audience doesn't take any of that revenue along the way. Um, I can't say too much about what's coming, but very good things are coming soon. And uh, we're, we're, we're going to see... Um, yeah, we're going to see a lot of cool stuff very soon. I'm going to, yeah, not leak anything here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't leak it. We don't want to get you in trouble. Um, you mentioned nodes, and on your website, I saw there's two different types of nodes. Could you go over for the people listening, whether it's on Spotify or YouTube, uh, what two types of nodes there are and the difference between the two? Yeah, for sure. So we have content. Well, there is content nodes and discovery nodes. So the content nodes are what's actually storing all the content, what's actually creating everything for us. Well, that's what's storing everything for us to listen to. And then the discovery nodes is what allows like everything to function and run. Um, for example, if there was just like uh, operators hosting content, you need something to allow everything to function, which is where the discovery nodes come in. Um, so pretty much anyone can run a node. There's some minimum requirements that not everyone can meet, but if you meet those requirements, you can actually run a node and uh, there's some really fun things that you can do. For example, like staking your audio on the platform and having other people like delegate to your node um, or just also like knowing that you're helping a platform run out of your basement or out of your, your studio or whatever. Um, there's definitely a couple of musicians that, that run their own notes out of their studio. <laughs> and what would be some of the benefits for an artist to, that wants to come to the platform to run their own node? I think it's just having even more of a say in the company. So node operators um, are highly encouraged to vote on whenever there is something that's like an on-chain proposal. So if you're an operator, you're going to have more weight than the normal person because you've got people delegating to you. You've already got your audio put up there being staked. And so whenever there's a proposal, like uh, something really cool is like two weeks ago, there was an on-chain proposal to let the audio grants committee run for a season three. 
And so basically the Audio Grants Committee is a community-led initiative that gives out audio grants to different members in the community that bring value to audience. Um, for example, one of my good friends, uh, Josh, he runs Good Society. He uh, will do like shows every like few months. And one time he did like an audience branded show, had audience artists, had audience like all over the venue, got a grant for that. Other artists will do like remix contests and give out audio to the winners of their song. Um, ooh, one of my favorites is a really cool, cool person on our Discord named Senji. He, uh, he created an Audius music bot for Discord, which will allow any Discord that installs it to be able to play Audius music, which uh, at the time there wasn't any like sustainable bot. And he got a proposal, which paid him audio for all of his months that he spent uh, making that bot, which is now being used by like over a hundred servers. That's really, really cool. Um, I saw one of the services that, artists will be able to unlock with the audio token um, was releasing their own social tokens called artist tokens. Could you go in depth on what artist tokens are and how artists will be able to launch their own tokens through audience? I don't want to talk about artist tokens too much in regards to audience at the moment. I do think that social, there's a lot of benefits to social tokens and we've seen some artists and, you know, celebrities, athletes like really take off with those. Um, when we're going to have some news in the near future that will kind of touch base more on that. But as far as like social tokens go, I'm definitely a big advocate because it's kind of like we were what we were talking about with like you buying an NFT that gives you royalty sales of an album, right? It just puts more hands in the power of the creators and the fans. Because, um, you know, like as someone that's big into music for so long, I... I've always liked supporting artists by going to shows, buying their merch, paying for stuff on Bandcamp, but there's only like so many ways, right? And so I really think that we're going to see a lot more ways, not even just with Audius, but with Web3 on like ways that we can support our artists, which yeah, obviously social tokens. <laughs> That's all. Thank you. No, thank you. This has been su super fun so far. Chase, I saw you had a question. What? I think he's lagging. <laughs> I heard a whoop. <laughs> Chase, you're getting rugged by Twitter's faces. <laughs> hey, uh, hey, Michael, I'm uh, I'm curious, like, uh, will there be, like, gated content that users can pay for with the audio token? That's a pretty cool idea. Pretty cool idea. But I'm, <laughs> I'm not able to answer that at this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no worries. I, I think it's a, <laughs> I think it's a, a cool concept uh, that you guys should look into. Um, I also saw that you guys were taking over the Red Rocks Amphitheater in, in Denver, Colorado, and I guess it's getting named <laughs> like the audio, <laughs> the auto amphitheater. Uh, super curious, like just in general, like how that partnership came out, like and uh came about and like what was what was like the overall process um for doing that type of thing and um yeah what is your kind of goal with like taking over um that amphitheater obviously it's super well known a lot of major artists go there so i can imagine it's for like brand awareness and stuff but love to hear your perspective on it 
For sure. So Red Rocks Amphitheater is huge. It's actually an amphitheater I've never been to, but want to so badly because all my favorite artists play there. But in case you missed it, definitely April Fool's. Um, it was a pretty well-received April Fool's joke, to be honest. We, uh, we thought of that joke because of when the Crypto.com Arena bought over Staples Center. And yeah, we, we plotted on our joke for a while. Um, just, well, Jeff is here. Shout out SoundCloud. Our joke uh, two years ago is we like changed all of our colors to like match SoundCloud's colors. And then last year we missed our joke. And so this year we were like wondering what else to do. And uh, we, we did the Red Rocks joke, which actually was perceived like really well. It's like one of our most liked Instagram posts. And there was like even like some media from like a couple random countries that came out like thinking that it was real. But luck, 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 luckily no like huge press. Otherwise, that might have been a bigger issue. But, uh, <laughs> you guys should really do it though. <laughs> it was a fun little joke though. Now, if we actually did change our name, or actually, yeah, had a naming rights agreement with Red Rocks. That would be uh, life goals right there. <laughs> One yeah, day. Huge. Yeah, yeah, you should totally try and make, make that happen, man. It would be uh, groundbreaking news. Like, it would be major for the music industry. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Sorry. Yeah, sorry about that connection issues. Um, yeah, Mike, I, was just, I just wanted to kind of get your thoughts on this. Um, you know, like what, what do you kind of see some of the uh, larger roadblocks being to platform growth for you guys? You know, because as um, as we're seeing, we're seeing more traditional companies start to adopt the Web3. And so, you know, like Instagram, they're announcing that you're going to be able to uh, have NFTs displayed on your, your Instagram profile. And I'm pretty sure that down the line, they're going to have like a creator marketplace in-house within Instagram. So I'm curious, you know, as Spotify or, you know, some of these other larger players existing in the web too start to move into this industry. Like what are some of the larger roadblocks you see for audience to grow in that competitive environment? That's a great question. So, uh, so like, I guess I'm going to toot our own horn and say that already in, on audience, like you can create or you can set your profile photo to be an NFT. We actually just be Twitter to that. Um, something else really cool about audience, which I think is, really uh undervalued or like not looked at a ton is that you can display all of your nfts on your profile um i'm sure that spotify is probably gonna do something like that someday too but i think for us it's not even so much doing or i guess it's not like adding on to this aspect of what we've been doing with nfts as far as like viewing them and using them ones that you already exist but so much as just creating more ways for artists to monetize their work and for fans to contribute to them. Um, yeah, I, I would say that that's uh, something that we're looking at much more than like NFT integrations. Like I think a year ago when NFT was going crazy, we were, that's why we built some of these features, but now it's really like our monetization team is figuring out like how many different ways can we put the power back in the hands of the creators that no one's done yet. And um, yeah, there's definitely some fun stuff being planned. Yeah, that's a, I, I, that's a good answer. I appreciate that. I guess I, I wasn't necessarily more talking about NFT specifically, just the overall approach of how we're seeing larger traditional players start to adopt this technology. Well, for sure, um, for sure. And so just, you know, as maybe you know, Spotify may start creating kind of potentially like competitive tokenomics models of, you know, similar to what Audius is doing. Um, that was kind of more where it was going. But 
um, kind of in line with that, I'm actually curious, like, so what is the future kind of look like for Audius over the next like one to two years? Like any, any large roadmap items that you can kind of discuss or any big milestones that you guys are eyeing? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think one of the biggest things is just more and more content, you know, like as someone that listens to indie rock, for example, I don't know, a couple hours a week, I'm still finding myself going to like YouTube music to listen to any rock or there's still some of my favorite SoundCloud artists that haven't uploaded their stuff anywhere, but SoundCloud. So I still go back there. So I think it's just more and more content. So that way, as someone like me that listens to music everywhere, ideally I would just go to Audius to listen to the bulk of it. Right. By all means, I have no problems going to different platforms. Like I, I have YouTube premium cause I watch YouTube and the, I found out YouTube music's pretty cool. Um, so definitely more content and then, more uh, platforms like utilizing our, our, our music, like through our API. So we've got a couple cool, like games that are using it. There's some radio stations online that uh, are playing our music. If you actually go to uh, audience.org slash API, um, you can see a lot of different platforms that are utilizing our, our, our music right now. There's some cool NFT projects out there too. Um, something cool happening with, or I can't say too much, but yes, there's some cool places using our music. So definitely more and more people using our music. But as I've said a couple times in this uh, session, just basically the creator economy and how do we empower the creators as much as we can by giving them tools that they don't have already. And that's uh, at least for the rest of this year. Um, as far as next year, I think it'll just be building onto that and just expanding. You know, the more people that are using Audius, the, the faster we grow. And um I don't think that we've been in like a gigantic rush for growth as much as we have been just focusing on making the platform as great as possible. So when the masses are ready, we've got the music, we've got the platform, we've got the tools, and then it can just kind of keep on scaling up from there. Um, which is, which is different because I come from a background of startups that were already like, deep, like greatly established. Like I joined Uber in the first like three months I joined uh, Google when we launched the Chromecast, but when the Chromecast was launched, Google was already a huge company, so they had everything mapped out. It was one of my first like feature launches that I was a part of. It was super cool, but it's nothing like this where there's not as much of a, like, we need to get this done tomorrow or else we're going to lose billions of dollars. It's more like, let's take our time and learn and keep on building and building and building. And uh, I think that's what Web3 is all about too, right? Just building, building, building. And yeah, yeah, it's just, it's just been really fun. Yeah, and I, and I love that. And so to dive in a little bit deeper on that, can you kind of expand on the API? Like, just kind of just a tangible example for people who may not be super familiar on what that on what that means exactly that they can connect to your API. Yeah, for sure. So, say that you run like a blog on WordPress. Um, on WordPress, you can embed like a YouTube video. Well, you can actually embed um, an audio track on there. So instead of using YouTube, you could use an audio track or say that you're a game developer and you need some tunes for your, for your race car game. You could definitely um, commission someone. You could use like free to use music or you just load up our API, which would plug in our music into your game. Um, yeah. I think that's a short and sweet way of putting it. Yeah. No, I think that, I think that paints like a really cool picture. And that's actually, that was kind of an idea I was thinking about earlier is, you know, outside of music was some other content you'll see on the platform. Like I was just even thinking just, you know, going back to you talking about the creator economy, you know, people create sounds for movies, for games, for, you know, just, you know, all types of sounds, there's demands for everything. So it is pretty cool that your guys' platform is already being utilized for 
games that uh, or in-game sound, if you will. Um, and kind of like expanding from there, do you guys plan to support any kind of podcast RSS feeds to further grow the the content on the platform? Yeah, um, actually, don't quote me on the date, but like sometime between the last like three and 12 months, um, someone in the audience community actually made a RSS importer. So you can plug that into your RSS feed and get all your podcasts on Audius. Someone also made a uh, YouTube to Audius. So if you run a YouTube channel, you could just upload all of your music seamlessly to Audius um, just by plugging in that plugin. Um, so I don't think we necessarily are going to be creating these tools as much as like encouraging members of the community to make cool stuff. Yeah. And I, that's actually, that's a really good segue, um, not to hit, you know, the buzzwords here, but, you know, how do you, what's the grand vision? Like, how do you see Audius uh, being a pillar in the metaverse? I think it's by association. So um, our, our marketing guru alongside Austin, uh, Tucker, Austin as well, have been working with a lot of different platforms that are more metaverse uh, driven. So while Audius itself may not be a metaverse, I think us working with really cool projects in their metaverses, you know, giving them music, having our community be involved. I really see us like being involved, like as being part of it, you know, not necessarily like creating our own, but just being a part of like all the best ones. Okay. Yeah. And that's why, like, I love about the metaverse. It's like, it's no one's creation, but it's everyone's creation all at one, all at once, you know? Um, so I love that. Cool. Did you guys uh, see the new uh, the thing on Reddit? It's like r slash place r slash place. I think it is. No, I haven't seen that. What's what's up with that? So I don't think it's happened for a couple years, but basically it's this like huge collaboration where there's maybe like a million pixels and everyone can like draw on it and create whatever they want. So uh, it happened, I think, on April 1st, they created another one. And basically, you'll find, like, these people that are teaming up to take over, like, um, a thousand pixels and make it say something. Whether it's an ad for a website or a flag or a donkey. Um, it's just this, like, huge collab between all these different people that you kind of have to work together with if you're going to end up, like, having anything that stays. Or you have to, like, work against people to, like, make it so what you create that like, yeah, actually stays. I think it's happening right now. Our reddit.com slash R slash place. It's either like I, just about over. I think I do know what you're talking about. I think I have seen those before. Yes. Yeah, it's, it's super cool. It kind of reminds me of, uh, do you guys remember like, like 15 years ago where you could like buy like a pixel on a website for a dollar. It was like $1 million website.com. And the dude made like a million dollars because he sold a million pixels. Yeah. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I saw that. <laughs> I wish I wish uh, I had that idea 15 years ago. Uh, but, dang, it's, I gave my idea away. So I was thinking about like doing that actually on the blockchain to see what would happen. Whoever takes my idea, please uh, give me give me a cool PFP for that idea. Thank you. <laughs> I got you. <laughs> Very based. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, Michael, sometimes near the end of these, we, uh, we allow like guests to come up from the audience. You cool if we, we open the floor and see if anyone wants to come up and chat with us? Of course, yeah. I'd love it. Hey, 
hey guys, if you want to come up, just request. We'll let you up one at a time. Don't be shy. We're always down to chat, chat about new ideas. We have a pretty base guess. Okay, we got Johnny. I love Johnny. Thug birds, baby. <laughs> Actually, Thug Birds was like my very first like DAO that I was like really a part of. It was a uh, super super cool. It's like six nine months ago. I can't even remember, but um, yeah. But I was not in like into NFTs whatsoever before Thug Birds. Oh, did Johnny lag out for you guys, or is that just my screen? Looks like he's still a listener on my end. He did, um, but he's requesting again, so I'm up here. What kind of projects are you guys bullish on these days? Audius. Thank you. What's up, Johnny? Hey, guys. Uh, really cool to hear about the Audius. Um, just about Audius in general. I actually looking definitely forward to some updates, and uh, I, I know, like, I mean, the musicians are kind of struggling or like if if you put it into perspective of how how well the digital artists have done really on the blockchain end of the space. I mean, there's really a lot of growth, room for growth. Uh, and and I'm I'm really hoping Audius is the one to sort of uh, alleviate these um, technology growing pains. Um Maybe there could be like some pay pay per view or something, uh, paperless and or some models that come out soon. That'd be really nice. Um, yeah, I'd... I think I think we're gonna do one better. Just uh, stay stay posted. Also, like if anyone's not aware too, like we initiated the first phase of audio rewards, which basically lets anyone get audio. Um, it's not like, well, yeah, yeah. So basically, like just by like joining the site. By listening to a track for like seven days in a row, by engaging on the site, you can get audio just by literally like joining and spending a few minutes on the site. But that's like the first wave, right? Obviously, that's not going to be the way it is for forever. Um, I said a couple times, Johnny, I don't think you were here, but like I'm not, I, I think the traditional paper stream model isn't accurate with today's times. And so you're going to see a lot of different ways for, um, I guess, like monetization or for like rev for like revenue for, for creators. Um, as far as paper stream, like, I don't know how that's going to look like as much as I know how other different methods of putting the power in the hands of the creators are going to look, but, uh, I, yeah, I think you're gonna be happy. That's cool, man. I, absolutely. I mean, you know, I've been, I've been trying to do some music and just like art in general, just trying to tap into my creative side ultimately. Cause you know, it, it seems like that blockchain and the space is really for the creators and it, it's, it's, you know, it's done a lot of wonders. I mean, especially in the Solana ecosystem, I feel like it's empowered like thousands of artists and it's pretty beautiful to see. I've just seen that like, some of the musicians uh, specifically are just not, not as happy because um, um, I mean, some, some of the people that have said that, you know, I mean, we're so used to just streaming audio for free, just YouTube or Google any song, and then you could just listen to the track without paying any money. So it's like, it's, it's sort of like a whole cultural uh, shift in a way. 
a hundred percent. I mean, um, I've, I've never personally paid for Spotify. Um, and I think every like week I'll listen to, like three tracks until there's an ad just because it's hard to avoid Spotify links. But, um, I pay for like the, the, the sites that I actually like spend time on. Right. So SoundCloud, I still pay like for a few accounts because of the, uh, statistics it gives me and because i can like highlight tracks youtube is for whatever reason like my main choice for like indie rock so i think it's like kind of turning into this thing that digital media music streaming services have turned into like where everyone pays for netflix and hulu and amazon i think it's like just kind of excessive but i think also eventually we're gonna have like one media platform for like watching stuff again because people are gonna start bundling each other's stuff it's funny how like we have come full circle or we're about to <laughs> what's up Jeff how you doing Michael dude I feel like I've known you for so long but I think this might be the first time I've heard your voice I think so too no I think we we had a call like three years ago oh, did I think we? Right we started working at SoundCloud well it's, four it's, years it's, ago? it's been <laughs> way it's been way too long I agree <laughs> it's, it's so, good, it's good to see life. you man yeah. Good to see you too. Yeah, yeah I hear you. Um, I had a, I had a maybe stupid question um, about Audius. You said earlier that um, you know maybe uh, improvement point for Audius is figuring out how to get more artists and more content onto the platform. Is is the fact that you guys are in the Web three space? Is, does that prohibit you from working with distributors or pre existing labels to set up a DDEX feed and? receive a ton of content that way or is there sort of another reason why is it like you just want people to upload themselves and be active in the platform um because wouldn't that be kind of a quick and easy way to just get a ton of content and a lot more artists on the platform if you went through the the distributor app of course right and like obviously being a uh, repost fan for like six years um i definitely would love to work with repost as well as like symphonic like pretty much out the gate but the problem is that when there's not a like paper stream model at the moment it might just make it more difficult with all this content being there and then having to go back and like figure out how to like monetize right so i think with what we're waiting for is we're waiting until there's more tools available to basically make it so we're a little more similar to other other platforms um obviously like for example for repost I think we're I think we're in touch with you and a couple different distributors. So like when we're ready, we're we're going to because that yeah that's a no brainer right. That puts us from uh, our number of tracks like at the moment to probably like times twenty each day for the next like five months. Um, but it's just a matter of like also the traditional model is like not on the blockchain and we're on the blockchain. So it's like how do we find a way to do that with cross compatibility, which hasn't been done yet you know so it's just like it's possible but it's just still a little too soon i think yeah makes sense i I think what you said earlier really resonated with with me which is it really makes sense for artists to be on as many platforms as they humanly can right um so you know if we could be of any help with that you know door is always open i appreciate you i hope you know that you're definitely on the top of my list or well repost in general um because yeah before i monetize my music with soundcloud with my label i never made a penny maybe i made like five dollars on Bandcamp, but being able to like get that like gosh even like 40 cents a track or ten dollars a track it felt so much better than um 
not having anything. And I, I, I waited a really long time before I monetized because I was like, oh, I don't want ads on my music. But it's like at a certain point, what are you supposed to do if you want artists to get paid? What are you supposed to do if you want to try to get paid for all these hours you put in, you know? And if that takes ads, then that takes ads. But that's also what's so cool about Web3 is now it doesn't necessarily take ads, but it does take being a part of community. It does take having fans or networking, you know, which I think with the music industry, you need to network. It's it's very hard to just throw up a track and hope that people are going to listen. Um, and that's also why I had so much passion for like teaching artists how to grow because networking while it might be hard for some, we're still behind our computer. You know, we don't have to go face to face with people. We, we can just type and that's an interaction right there, which we didn't have before. You know, I, I can't even imagine how these people, these bands back in the nineties, early two thousands, like sold all these CDs from the ground up. <laughs> it's just like mind boggling. Hey Mike, uh, can I ask you real quick? Um, so I, I feel like a lot of the artists or musicians haven't been very happy with uh, audience because that is exactly how they would get the uh, money out of that is by having a lot of streams. I mean, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just really curious. So, like, is there any sort of projections or or any kind? Maybe you could share light on to as to when when uh the new uh forms of monetization that are going to be coming out on audience by chance or i can't give any dates but i can say that over the last six months we've made progress with giving people and artists different ways to earn audio such as trending such as referring their friends joining the site but that same type of look is not gonna it's not gonna look the same in the near future by the end of the year i can't i don't want to give any specific dates but i can say that if you keep posting with our Twitter and Discord, you'll excuse me, you'll uh you'll see some of these updates that I've been kind of hinting at. Got it. Thank you. Also, I wanted to ask like not not of a bait not very base question, but it was really on my mind earlier on. And it really threw me for a loop when I was trying to explain to a buddy. It was like how how come how come the um uh, uh, like uh, music on the blockchain is always and it's not necessarily for Michael's question you base guys probably know pretty good too uh how come they're always uh attaching it to uh to an image file um because I try to explain that to my buddy like I said and I, it really threw me for a loop of like what an NFT is ultimately um I just I, I could anyone uh speak on why all the audio on the blockchain is always attached to an image file type thing instead of just having the full song on there. And let me know if this question makes sense. Also, or no, how I, could. For sure. I think that there's like a lot of ways to go about it. Right. So if you look at something like catalog, which I'm not as familiar as I should be, but with catalog, you would invest or purchase the NFT, which is the audio file. Um, I believe the nature of how these work is that there needs to still be an image attached, but in the end, it's still the audio file that brings a value there or that is the actual substantial product. Um, I, I think as well that there's a lot of people that see these larger artists like making income from this and they want to do it too. So a lot of people are just like throwing up an audio file or image with an audio file, just hoping it sells. But just like with like, NFT projects, if there's no roadmap or usability or utility, then what's really the point besides just the art itself, which by all means, there's a lot of like value there, 
But when you look at these other projects that are taking off or these different artists that are taking off, it's because they're giving something. So if I was going to buy a musician's NFT and I like them both the same, they both had similar sounding tracks. One of them says I get VIP tickets for a show. The other one says you're just purchasing this music. I'm going to take the one that gives me something else, right? Maybe that's selfish of me, but I want to have something, some type of unlockable content by holding or purchasing this NFT. Um, so kind of a long answer there, but I, as far as the nature of how that works, I, I'm not sure. No, I, I, uh, I get what John is saying because like from like a purchasing perspective, right. You own, you own this NFT, um, you know, NFT for me is just something like dot JPEG or dot PDF, right. It's just a storage file type. Uh, but in this case, like the NFT file type, like I can't just take that NFT and put it in my Apple music or, you know, like a standard MP3 player and, and play it. So there's kind of this uh, usability issue that, that we're encountering right now. Um, hopefully that'll be solved in the future where you'll just be able to, you know, upload your NFT collection to like your standard music devices and, you know, be able to play them through like MP3s or, you know, through like the standard music app on your iPhone, et cetera. I think that's, what's like super interesting too, is because with, um, with like music production, right. There's all, there's mostly been a area with the evolution of sound where technology or software hindered what was possible. And I think we're kind of at a rough stage right now where it really comes down to creativity to show what's possible with music NFTs. Because let's say, um, yeah, an iPod or Zoom comes out that only plays these NFTs, well, all of a sudden now the value and usability is going to skyrocket, right? Um, and I think it's just a matter of time until stuff like that is actually more mainstream. Um, and that's just one example. I think that as well for the ticketing option, right? It kind of doesn't make a lot of sense to have a physical ticket anymore. So you have your phone, but what if those tickets were actually like NFTs, right? Cause then they might be easier to be transferred. They can't be hacked as easily. You can check out where it comes from to make sure that it's valid. You know, I've gotten scammed a couple of times going to buy a physical ticket outside of a show when it was just like a copy or a fake ticket. And with NFTs, in theory, if it's done right, that won't happen anymore. Yeah, yeah, you'll be able to verify that's that's a legitimate ticket. Um, no, uh, I think we have one more one more person waiting for questions. I'll let them up as well. Uh, John, Johnny, thanks for all the questions, man, and uh, Jeff, thanks for also coming on. We appreciate you. Hi, guys. Good afternoon. Hey, how's it going, man? Welcome. Doing well. Thanks for having me. And this is a great conversation. I'm glad you're all having it today. I had a question about the audience platform and video. And I'm, maybe I missed it before. I may have jumped in late. But uh, is audience planning to support video at any point, similar to what Spotify does? Like the uh, Spotify, gosh, I do these on some of my tracks too. The Sp- uh, not Spotify Reels, V. What what are those things called? Oh my gosh! But uh, yeah, long story short, I don't think that's a huge priority for us too much right now. But that's a great suggestion because that is a cool feature that I know a lot of artists like. Oh my gosh, it's driving me crazy. What is Canvas. that thing called? I don't know. It's some bullshit. Canvas. I, <laughs> I, the other thing. Canvas. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. The other thing I've really been 
wondering about with Audius because I've been playing around with it since it came out a little bit, not a lot, but um, I'm very interested in this subject. And um, someone else mentioned in the early 2000s and late 90s, all these early artists were really hustling to sell physical CDs, and it's a full album. And I'm wondering now we're in a world where everyone's on streaming and it's one track at a time. Like, is there a way Audius could make themselves stand out as a platform for albums? Like albums used to be huge and albums drove the music business for decades. Uh, And I know singles drive the business now, but I feel like people really like press and play and sitting back for 50 minutes you know or more i could talk about this for so long so i I personally fully agree that we live in this like world of singles i think it's like the post mtv culture of everyone like not having enough attention anymore like so for me for my label um i've never dropped an official like album because it's so hard to promote right i'd have to promote all these tracks at once how am i going to do that so i personally do compilations so i do a track every two weeks gives me plenty of time to get all my promotion, my emails, my uh, reposts on Audius, my reposts on SoundCloud, my Spotify playlist. gives me time to focus on everything. However, when it's all out, there is a listening experience. And instead of like having a week to promote a whole album, I've had like three or four months, which means that all the tracks get heard. However, at the same time, um, it's really difficult to promote an album. So I think that you provided like a really good I guess like bit of information for, for the world saying that we do need a way to like bring listening to albums back because the way I'm doing it takes months. Whereas it would be nice just to look forward to an album and listening to it in full. And um, I think with Spotify, it's a fairly passive listening experience. Whereas SoundCloud Audius, like we look for this engaging experience, which makes, which encourages people to look around the site, look at who's following who, look at who's reposted to discover more music it's more fun to discover. And sometimes like if you're listening to an album on Audius, well, now all of a sudden you're busy looking on the site. So you stop the album to listen to something else, which I'm personally normally fine with, but it does kind of hinder the idea of like listening to an album in full, but I'm going to think about what we can do because I would love to be able to create a better way for albums to have a home again, since it's, it's more difficult than before. I feel like a lot of platforms have trouble standing out when it comes to albums and like the analog I think of is like now everyone's listening to podcasts and watching like, you know, Lex Friedman, Joe Rogan, three and a half hour long stuff. So is there a space for that, that um, like a niche that could be carved out to be unique so that people have to come to Audius? Like it's not it, something like a three hour long live concert that you can only pay for in Audius tokens. It's only on Audius, something like that. For sure. No, that's a great idea. I think that's where like having exclusive content is so important because then you're going to go to that site, right? Like with uh, Kanye's uh, Kanye's last drop where you had to have that player to listen to the album. Well, of course, people are going to buy that because that's the only way to get that. And um, I, th- I think it's all about incentive, right? So if an artist wanted to drop an album only on Audius, what incentive would they have? And that's what it kind of comes down to this next phase that we're looking at as far as like incentives and the creator economy. So there's definitely very cool. There. Oh yeah. It's, it's what I live for. No day's ever the same, you know, tomorrow's going to bring <laughs> me too. 
Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for coming on, man. We appreciate it. Uh, Michael, I think we're going to wrap it up here, man. This has been super based. I, I really enjoy learning about audience. This is the music, the whole music NFT uh, space is something I've been tracking and I'm super passionate about. So definitely keep us up to date. We'd love to stay up to date with everything you guys are, are doing. And I uh, just appreciate all the guests for coming on um, and asking, and asking the, the super based questions uh, that, that we didn't cover. Uh, you all have great perspectives and uh, that's why we love the community. You guys always chime in and, and bring more light to the episodes. So just appreciate everyone taking the time out and, and speak with us today. It's been awesome. Yeah, thank you all so much. Um, definitely gonna have to tune into your next one. Are these like every Tuesday? Uh, they're they're a little bit random. We do them usually like twice a week. Uh, but if you want to stay up to date, I, I launch announcements or Super and Chase also post announcements of of the episodes that we're doing. We're also available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, pretty much all the places. So we got to get on Audius now. Now that you, now, now that we know you have an RSS feed plugin, we got we got to activate that. Yeah, send me um send me a message on Twitter. I'll give you my email or my Discord handle, and we'll get you uh all set up there. Super super down. Let's go. Yeah yeah, yeah for sure, mm -hmm. brother. I appreciate it. Of course. Well, I'll talk to y'all soon. Thank you again so much for having me on. Um, really appreciate it, and hope everyone has a great rest of your night. Wag me. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Stay based, everyone. Stay, Stay based. based. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Love you. That's awesome. Yo, yo, me too. You really killed it, bro. I followed you and I followed you like five times, but I think this one's really solidified it. I know I probably already <laughs> even said it before, but like just because just because you really made me feel nice this time around, like even though you probably did all the other times, but like at this time, I really felt like I really appreciated you for, you know, carrying on the train of thought and trying to like you know, make my uh, thought that I had a little bit clearer for the oh, person no, that no, was no, looking dude, to answer. You some good ideas, man, when you come on the space. I, I appreciate you, man. Yeah, anytime you see I'm live, man, and, uh, feel free to jump in the Hangouts. I've been trying to do these Hangouts more with the with the community. Uh, at least once a week I'm doing the Hangouts. I've just been getting pretty busy um, with my schedule. But, yeah, man, dude, you, you're, you're OG. I'll never forget the caca. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got right, it. Brother. Okay. I'll Thanks, catch you friend. later. All right. Peace yeah. out. Peace. Based space.